stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Remember to look up at the stars and not down at your feet. Two, never give up work. Work gives you meaning and purpose and life is empty without it. That's from a 2010 interview. Astrophysicist Stephen Hawking answering a question about the most important advice he's given his children, perhaps advice for all of us. So the world today morning, uh, the death of Stephen Hawking, who passed away uh, at the age of 76 shared a birthday with Galileo, died on Einstein's birthday. Also happens to be Pi Day. Uh, More on Stephen Hawking in this report from CBS News. Stephen Hawking was one of the greatest scientists of our time. Often called a 21st century Albert Einstein, he was famous for his work on the origins of the universe from the Big Bang to black holes. Diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease as a young man, he was confined to a wheelchair and spoke through a computer. But Hawking was living proof people could overcome even the greatest obstacles. For me, it is quite an achievement. I never thought I would get so far. His 1988 book, A Brief History of Time, became a bestseller and made him an unlikely international celebrity. And a cameo on The Simpsons brought him greater fame. I wanted to see your utopia, but now I see it as more of a fruit utopia. The episode was very funny, and almost as many people know me through The Simpsons as through my science. President Obama awarded Hawking the Medal of Freedom in 2009 for pushing the boundaries of science. Professor Stephen Hawking was a brilliant man and a mediocre student. And he kept on pushing. He took a zero-gravity flight in 2007, a lifelong ambition, and the first time in 40 years he could move without his wheelchair. In 2012, the celebrated physicist took center stage as he opened London's Paralympic Games. He encouraged people to look up at the stars, not down at their feet. In 2015, Hawking teamed up with a Russian tech billionaire to launch a $100 million hunt for aliens beyond Earth. We are alive. We are intelligent. We must know. An authority on the past and the future, Hawking will be remembered for his brilliant mind and fierce determination. Tina Krause, CBS News. So as a scientist, he was hugely influential, but he was also a household name. And most scientists aren't. So he will certainly be remembered, I think, for a lot of different reasons. Joining us to talk more about uh, Hawking's life and legacy, very pleased to welcome to the program, Christine Larson is a professor of astronomy at uh, Central Connecticut State University, also author of the book, Stephen Hawking, a biography. Professor Larson, welcome to the program. I would say it's a pleasure to be here, but not under these circumstances. No, very much a, a sad day. And it, it's interesting to see the reaction, though. I mean, what, what's your sense of, of why Professor Hawking was so universally known, so universally beloved? I think there are the, Hawking was a very complex man. And I think that people were intrigued by his brain, by the fact that his research on black holes was incredibly esoteric. And even if they couldn't understand it, or especially because they couldn't understand it, that made him special. But there was also obviously his physical challenges, living with ALS 
for 55 years. That is absolutely amazing. And people were rooting for him. He was sort of the underdog who made it. So I think that that was also a very important part of why people really cared about him. Yeah, I think that that is a big part of it. I mean, everything he's been through through his life and to have defied the odds in so many ways, it, it is a very compelling story. So I think, yeah, that, that draws people to him. And it was interesting because, I mean, he, he almost embraced being a celebrity of sorts, uh, even though it didn't take away at all from, from his achievements. Uh, he, he seemed to relish that, that role. Yeah, Hawking was, he had an incredible sense of humor. Uh, it could be satirical. It could be a very sharp British humor, wit. Uh, he also uh, could, you know, be a little mischievous. Yeah. Uh, there are rumors that he would, you know, run over people's toes with his wheelchair. <laughs> so I think that having this public platform allowed him to play a little bit as well. Uh, you know, being someone who works with his mind, he also had to play with his mind. And, and being involved in the media allowed him to do that. And he was, also, uh, he was also a bit of a geek like any of us who are scientists. I mean, appearing on Star Trek, the next generation, playing a hologram of himself, playing poker with Data and Einstein and Newton. I mean, that was, that was very special to him. Yeah, and being on The Simpsons too, and you know, a lot of people, a lot of people remember that. I mean, that was another one of those moments. Yeah, and he was also on Futurama, yeah. and he was also on a played himself on The Big Bang Theory, where you know Sheldon pa basically passed out after meeting his uh, his, his idol there. What's interesting is, as brilliant as he was, and everything he's contributed to science, he he wasn't a standout student originally, was he? No. Hawking would be the first to admit that he is not exactly a role model for what an undergraduate <laughs> student should be. You know, because he was so brilliant, he could cut corners, he could spend less time on his schoolwork. You know, again, things that he said, you know, don't emulate me, this is not what you should be doing. But uh, his friends around him realized that he, he wasn't even on the same planet with them in terms of his, of his intellectual abilities, and this was before before he was diagnosed. And it's, it's because of this that after his diagnosis, when he really couldn't put, you know, pen to paper and do his calculations, and he had to largely do them in his head, you know, I think that this served him well. What was that breakthrough moment or, or sort of his coming out party where it's, you know, where, where everybody realized that, that this was someone special? This was someone who was going to make a difference in science. I think that he's probably best well known for his work on black holes back in the early 70s. Uh, you know, people had been only taking black holes seriously for about a decade and he, he tried to combine Einstein's general theory of relativity, the theory of gravity, which gives us black holes, with some quantum mechanics, the theory of the very small. And he came up with a very surprising prediction that black holes should actually get smaller under the right conditions, that they should evaporate or radiate. And when he first presented his findings to the physics community, to his local physics community, they, they were like, this is rubbish, Stephen. This can't possibly be true. But yet, when people did the work, independently verified that, yes, under the right conditions, black holes really should radiate just as Hawking predicted. There was th that ambition to him because it wasn't just about that he wanted to understand black holes. I mean, he wanted to understand everything. Everything, the universe. He was very, very clear about that. Made no bones about it. 
you know, his, his the bio, biographical film, A Theory of Everything, that is what Hawking was after. How close did he come? I don't know if we know at this time. I think that that'll be one of those things where once we find the answer and we look back, we can see how close he was. But eventually when someone gets to that, assuming someone does, I mean, it's probably fair to say that, that Stephen Hawking is the one who, who pointed science in the right direction. Well, he, Stephen Hawking definitely played a role in not only getting us to that, but also letting the general public know why they should care about this. And, and I hope that in all of this discussion about Hawking's scientific work, that we give him his due credit for the popularization of science that he had done, not only with his uh, best-selling book, A Brief History of Time, but also the documentaries he did, the books that he co-wrote with his daughter Lucy for children, and again, being in those popular culture um, episodes such as Star Trek, is that he got the general public excited about these esoteric topics. Well, he did. And I mean, he didn't have to. Obviously, there's a lot of scientists who do a lot of important work and you do your research and you publish your papers. And, and that is making a contribution. But but he went a lot further. And it, it, there's not many people who can, you know, be such leaders in really complex science and then be able to turn around and make it exciting and accessible for the masses. Yeah, and in, in some cases, back not so much these days, but back when Hawking was doing it, it was looked down upon. I mean, the, your scientific colleagues would say, "Why are you wasting time with that? You know, you're you're, you're demeaning yourself. You're taking away from being a, a serious scientist by doing that." And in the decades since a brief history of time, you know, we have you know, Carl Sagan obviously was doing it before Stephen Hawking, but since then we have, you know, Brian Cox and Neil deGrasse Tyson and many other people who have been popularizing physics and other sciences for the general public. And now we know how important that is. This is where our next generation of scientists is going to come from. It was interesting, too, in, in more recent years, uh, I don't know if we'd call it advocacy, but he never shied away from addressing serious topics uh, like climate change or artificial intelligence or uh, the question of intelligent life elsewhere in the universe that, that, you know, he had a lot to say on a lot of important things. Right. And again, this would sometimes get him into trouble with people saying, well, why is Hawking talking about topic X? Because that's not physics. Uh, but, you know, Hawking had the platform and he was going to speak his mind and you might not always agree with everything he said, but he made some pretty painfully accurate points. There was one point he made about uh, what he saw was the danger of contacting extraterrestrials. And his point was, is that if you look at human exploration, for example, he brought up the case in point of Christopher Columbus. When, they first, when he first landed in the Americas, it didn't turn out very well for the Native Americans, which is not a pleasant thing to think about. But Hawking was right, and Hawking was taking that and saying, given human nature, what makes us think that extraterrestrials might not do the same to us? I think a lot of people are being asked the question of what, what he's going to be most remembered for, how he should be remembered. But to put the question this way, how do you think he would like to be remembered? Well, I know that he would like to have been remembered as a scientist who was creative and who pushed our understanding of the universe. And Hawking himself uh, had a quote 
that said, I would like to be thought of as a scientist who just happens to be disabled rather than a disabled scientist. So I would hope that we would respect those wishes. It's quite a legacy he leaves, right, as we say, in, in so many different ways. Definitely. He, you know, he, he was a talented physicist. He was a talented popularizer and cheerleader for science. And he got people excited about the very esoteric. Indeed he did. We'll certainly be missed. Uh, again, we'll mention your book. It's called Stephen Hawking, A Biography. Professor Larson, thank you so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. You're very welcome. Thank you. There you go. Christine Larson, professor of astronomy, Central Connecticut State University, author of Stephen Hawking, A Biography. Our number here, 403-974-8255, 974-TALK. we got a lot to get to on this Wednesday afternoon. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.